Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to Bet Online AG to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to a victorious edition of Believe in Saints. I am David Grubb and joined, as always, by the man Terrence Copper. TC, man, Sunday had to be much better for you because Saturday, I hate to bring it up, but East Carolina came to the city of New Orleans, took a little L on Saturday. But on Sunday, Saints, in a way that we could not have predicted, take care of business at home, in the home losing streak, um, just a lot of miraculous plays, but you come out of this with a 39-32 win for the Saints, get themselves back to two and three, and right back in the middle of the NFC as far as chasing a playoff spot. Yeah, that's all we needed. We just needed to come out and get a victory. It doesn't matter how pretty it was. Uh, we just had to get the win, and that's one thing that we did. We came out, we got a win. You know, that's I mean, we're back in the hunt, like you said, we're back in the mix of everything. Uh, that's exactly what we needed. It was Taysom's time. It was Taysom Hill's game. Um, my God. That's my God. Yes. We have to talk about this because as soon as Jameis went down, we both were on use Taysom. But you were serious. You were like, give this – not just some reps. Give him meaningful plays um, when this team has an opportunity to create some big plays. And that's what he did. He created – he extended drives – what, nine carries for 112 yards, three rushing touchdowns, one pass attempt for 22 yards and a touchdown. He returned punts. He recovered a fumble. I mean, like, if there's going to be an ultimate Taysom Hill game one day and folks going to remember the one moment, with his shining moment, this was it. Man, Taysom Hill came out and he put his show on. But I didn't expect anything differently. He is a – dynamic athlete and I can't just call him a quarterback he's an athlete a superb athlete and when you got a guy like that on your team you got to utilize him you have to utilize him because he can do some of anything so the fact that we utilize him the way we did and not just I think we tried to utilize him before in other games but we gave more opportunity this game but we executed so well we executed uh he sparked us and, and those are the things we needed and I think the thing that we talked about, too, with Taysom that he brings is that he only knows how to play one way. There's nothing subtle about Taysom Hill's game. It is very abrupt and in your face. He is mm-hmm. fast, but he is not shifty. He comes at you. And I think that the Saints needed that offensively because when you run for 235 yards in the game, Taysom gets 112. Alvin Kamara gets 103. You know, when you have that kind of production, that's because you're allowing your guys up front to be physical, too. They didn't necessarily play a great game against a mediocre defense, but they did the job. They opened up holes and gave their guys 
the opportunity to get to the second level with runs. That we did. Um, and that's one thing you got to take your hat, your hat off to the offensive line. Uh, I think the offensive line did a great job when it came to the, to the run game. Uh, not necessarily the run game per se. We had some explosive run plays, uh, but they protected very well. They gave, they gave Dalton time uh, to what to look down the field and make throws. They gave him just enough time to get those balls out of his hands. Um, our offensive line did a great job. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I think that is the reason why we got back on track the way we were. And that was the reason why we could put up 39 points. It all starts up front. Andy Dalton had time. Our receivers made plays. Um, when it was time for Hill to make plays, he made plays. We made plays in the screen game. So it was – our offensive line did a great job. Let's talk about that energy to come out. Saints scored 17 points in the first half. I'm going to ask you, and I'm, I think you know the answer. How many points had the Saints scored in the first half of the previous four games combined? God, shucks. <laughs> I want to say probably what? 13? 17. So the whole season combined in the first half, they had 17. They got 17 in the first half on Sunday. Wow. That right there, and we've talked about this, giving your team some points in the first half so that you don't feel like everything is on those last 30 minutes. You're not putting everything on your defense. You've given them some breathing room. You know, even though the Saints had a small lead at the half, still you went into the half with a lead which was something mm -hmm. that they had not done a lot of this season. And so I think that that emotionally, mentally, going into the locker room and saying, we put up points, we we did a decent job in stopping them a couple of times. You know, we had, it wasn't the greatest defensive performance, but you went into the locker room and they had to have felt better than they felt in a few weeks. Yeah, you, that's, a definitely, that's definitely a different vibe that you have when you go in the locker room. You go in the locker room with a win, with a not a win, but leading – that's like, okay, you energize, you're ready to come back for the second half uh, because you see that you can play with these guys. You see the game plan that we put in place is working versus this team. Uh, besides when you go into a locker room and you're losing, now you start questioning everything like, dang, what are we doing wrong? Why can't we get this thing together? And you go in there with a different mentality. So like you're saying, you hit it right on the head. You know, going into that locker room with a, with a, with a lead, is a totally different vibe than going in that locker room when you're losing. Uh, and plus, it energizes you to go back out, you know, and, and continue to give everything you have because you know y'all can beat this team. And like you said, when you have these losing streaks, you go through those things and those questions just naturally creep in. Are we doing the right thing philosophically? Are we doing this? Is everybody doing what they're supposed to do? Well, now when you come into the locker room and you're up, you got confidence in what you've been running. You've got confidence mm -hmm. in what you've been calling. So the adjustments at the half – are more of, all right, we're going to keep doing this. Let me mm -hmm. take this little bit piece out. But we're going to keep doing the things that we're successful at instead of what can we be successful with in the second half because we didn't have success in the first. And I think that mm -hmm. that, you know, offensively, it allowed them to stick with Taysom because it didn't, it had worked in the first half. It allowed them to not panic and to go away from the running game and keep, you know, pounding the ball in the second half and not put it all on Andy's shoulders. And particularly once the receivers were gone, once you once Jarvis Landry gets hurt and now and Chris Olave is hurt and everybody, you have no starting receivers out there on the field, you could still feel confidence that you were able to put points on the board. That's right. Uh, and like I say, and you're running the ball. 
or you make you making plays, you getting plays, plays are being made. One thing about the fact that our receiving core is down is I think that we are kind of built for it from last year. Last year, we didn't have these guys. You know, we didn't have Olave last year. You know, we didn't have Thomas last year. You know, so the guys that's in the locker room that may they may not get a lot of playing time now. But guess what? We're going to be calling the number again, just like we had to call the numbers last year. So these guys got experience. The guys who have to step up this, these next few weeks. They got experience in playing the game now because they had a ton of it last year. You know, so I expect this ball to continue to roll. Uh, I don't think that there will be a letdown when it comes to receiver. Of course, you can't replace a Olave or Thomas or anything like that. But with the type of offense that we run, we should be able to plug some guys in that played for us last year because some some of these guys made plays last year. So I don't expect for anything to fall off too much. Let's talk about Chris Olave's injury because um, that looked rough. Um, he certainly – his head gets slammed into the turf – He's able to make the touchdown catch, um, which in you know in the game sense that's the most important thing, but in the reality of it, the fact that Chris is okay goes into concussion protocol, but didn't suffer as we think right now anything worse than that. He may miss a week, and that's probably the best thing the way that we're seeing these things go on in the NFL right now with concussions. We don't want to see people's head injuries, but you've been in that position. You know what it's like to take a hit in those situations and get your bell rung as a receiver, as a player in those situations where you feel like, you, you know, he just scored and he, he, he was walking off the field with his hands up, still concussed. You know, he's like, I want my touchdown. When you mm -hmm. feel like you're still aware and you think that you can play, how important is it to have people around you in those situations to say, chill out. We got this for you. Oh, it's very important uh, because when it comes to concussions, one thing about it is, you may get concussed and it may not, you may not be feeling all the symptoms that, I mean, well, it showed that he was out, you know, once he hit the ground, it showed, but once you're up, maybe sometimes the, the symptoms don't show right there, but trust me, he's feeling it today. You know, the next day you can, you can feel it, you know? So I think it's important that he missed the next week, uh, regardless if he passed concussion protocol or not, I think he still should sit out next week just because a precaution because you just don't know, you know, the effects of it. So I think you sit out this week, but I think it's very important that you have the guys to step up uh, that can jump right in for him. And it, it's a tough loss because he had really has come on, you know, he's leading all rookies in yardage. Um, you know, that touchdown catch was a big catch. Uh, he's just shown some toughness too, uh, physically, you know, he's known as a deep threat, but he, he's shown a willingness to mix it up too, as a, as a receiver, just it, it it's it sucks as you know as your rookie year is going along and you're starting to get your rhythm to, to for it to get sidelined at this point. Yeah, it does, it does. But like he'll bounce back. Uh, he made some big plays for it. Like he's been making big plays for us uh, each week. You can see his he was gaining confidence each week. The quarterback gaining confidence in him each week. You know, so you hate for it to go down like this, but I still think he sit out regardless how he feels. I think he sit out. Last things on the offense. Yeah, before we move on, um, Andy Dalton, I think he played a solid game. Again, it wasn't a spectacular game. It, it, it wasn't enough of one of those things to say, well, for sure, if it's between a healthy Jameis and a healthy Andy, I'm taking Andy. It, it, it's still, you know, he's been holding it down. He's been doing enough 
Um, and I think that that's all you're asking for out of a veteran backup is the just you, you hated to see the interception. That was a but that was that was a throw that I think he just left a little bit too far to the inside. Um, but it was, the, the, the read was right. It mm-hmm. wasn't a bad read. Um, and I don't think he made a number of bad throws at all yesterday. Um, but it just feels like Andy Dalton is doing what you asked him to do as a vet. Definitely. Uh, you're not you're not going to replace him with Winston once Winston gets healthy. Uh, Winston is the guy. But like you said, Andy Dalton is doing exactly what they brought him in to do. Uh, if Winston goes down and he needs to come in and step in and play for a few games, he, we got a veteran there that's a great insurance policy to do these things. And he's just doing his job. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. I don't think that it's going to be a quarterback controversy uh, when Winston gets back. Uh, but one thing that's allowing Dalton to play the way he's played is the fact that our offensive line really gave him some time this week. They gave him some time to make those throws. They gave him some time to sit in the pocket. And when they did blitz sometimes, like like I mentioned earlier, we hit him with some screens for some long games. You know, so we got to give credit to Pete as well, Pete Carmichael, because when things aren't going well, when we are losing games, you know, sometimes we're taking shots at the play call, you know, but we just put up 39 points, you know, yeah. so your hat's got to go off to the offense and Coach Pete. Yeah, and we had, I mean, we had been asking questions about Alvin Kamara and just his his ability to stay healthy um, and his his ability to to perform at a super high level. You know, the fumble, of course, you know, he's lost two fumbles this year. For him, that's a lot. But you take the rest of the game, you know, almost 200 yards of total offense for him. Um, again, you saw it in the screen game, how effective he was, which is something that had been missing from the Saints this season. Uh, and he was able to get some some chunk runs, which we had not seen this season out of him. Some, You know, we still haven't had the big one, but he had the big reception, well, a 50-yard catch that was huge mm-hmm. for him, um, where you saw that burst and his elusiveness again. If Alvin Kamara is healthy, I mean, that's always the thing. If he's healthy, there are very few players in this league that can be as dynamic as he is with the ball. True. And you know what, though? I think if he's healthy when, once he comes back, uh, once he gets healthy, all the way back healthy, and even once Winston gets healthy and comes back, I still think you re- you run the same type of plays. The way you're using it with uh, – the way you using Hill, I think you use him in the exact same way, even when Winston is back, once we're all the way healthy. You still, still use Hill the same way you use him. You know, he just gives the extra spark. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to run 10 to 15 plays a game with Taysom, I think that that's fine. We saw it work really well. And you and I, we're old enough to remember when Cordell Stewart was playing the, the full slash role in Pittsburgh. He was playing running back, mm-hmm. receiver, and quarterback. All you know, mm-hmm. And would do that throughout the game. And there wasn't a problem. And that was a, that was a Steelers offense that went to the Super Bowl. Uh, loss to the Cowboys, but you can be effective, and it didn't impact Neil O'Donnell in a negative way as long as everybody understands what their roles are. I'm not the Taysom is not going to take the starting quarterback job. We know him throwing no. it 30 times a game doesn't make sense. But if mm-hmm. you have an athlete, like you said, he's a football player. He's a football player. You want to get that man touches, right? And, and you know what? Not to kind of get off subject, but it's part of it's part of our, I guess, like part of our jobs in our division. Uh, ESPN just put out, they just fired Matt Rule for the Panthers. So he just got fired. Uh, so we'll see how that's how that shake up the division as well with him being fired and and how that sparks the, the Carolina Panthers. 
if they can put something together. You know, it's hard. When you make a firing during the, the middle of the season, it's hard. You know, sometimes you see that early bump. But I think mm-hmm. players also know, too. Like, that means a lot of us ain't going to be back, too. <laughs> like, you know, right. like, there's a new coach coming who don't want us. So right. guys start thinking, I mean, you know, you start auditioning for that. I, I need to put some tape together <laughs> and, <laughs> and start thinking about my agent and who he's going to be calling. That's it. That is it. Because <laughs> you know what's look, we're about to hit November in a couple weeks, and you know how dudes are. If you ain't got no guaranteed deal, if you know <laughs> you gotta start thinking, man. You be like, I gotta be healthy, I gotta be <laughs> I ain't trying to get out here and be three and fourteen for this dude. <laughs> right. That's the truth, though. That is the truth. <laughs> Business decisions. Um Saints reduced the penalties. Only six penalties in this game. Um, yep. That was important. We didn't see a lot of drive extenders. It was again. This was not the prettiest game. It was there was sloppy at times, but mm-hmm. to 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 cut it in half from the week before is a big thing as well. It was. It was a big thing, um, and that's one thing. I mean, of course, you want to cut that in half if you can as well, you know. But I mean, we we didn't kill ourselves with the penalties the way we did before. But you know what? I, you know what, man? I got to take my hat off. Even though our defense, we was more of a bend but don't break defense. We gave up some explosion plays. We gave up too many of those. But man, you got to take your hat off to Geno. Geno Smith is playing. Geno was balling. Yeah, he's playing his butt off. You know, he the type of season he's having. What I seen that game right there against just against us. If he continues to play like that, that looked like some Pro Bowl type quarterback. He made he some like elite throws. Yeah. That throw he made rolling to his right off balance and threw a dime. I mean, and then there was one where he threw, dropped it in the bucket on that left sideline. You're like, gee, mm-hmm. those were not throws he was capable of making five years ago. And then the post routes he threw. A, he threw a couple of post routes. One of them was I want to touchdown. Touchdown. Oh. I'm like, yo, he's doing his thing. Like, like I, I know we got the win. And I'm glad we got the win, but Gino is balling. I, I like I'm I respect him so much. He he's really turned this game around. The way they the way people look at him as a quarterback, I feel like it's starting to change now. He yeah. actually looks like a for real legit quarterback in the NFL. He's got the confidence. And you know how important mm-hmm. that is for starting quarterback. He feels like that's his team now. And uh that that, that level for him to f- not feel like I'm just holding the spot down till they go find another quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's huge for him. And he's got receivers that do – he's got a big guy in DK Metcalf who is you always can look for. And then Lockett runs – is a great route runner and gets himself open. And they work the tight ends too. It's like mm-hmm. whoever needs to touch it is going to touch it. And this, their back is – their backs are really nice too. As we saw it, they ran – they averaged, what, over eight yards of carry, I think, yesterday mm-hmm. against the Saints. And like you said, big plays for that Seattle offense – that's not been a mistake. They did it the, the week before against Detroit. Six plays with 30-plus yards against the Saints. They were making them on the ground and in the air. Um, but defensively, like you said, at the right time, you get Cam Jordan with a huge sack on a third short that was mm-hmm. really big. You had Pete Werner make some tackles in the middle of the field on critical downs. And Pete yep. Werner right now, I think, is the defensive MVP for this team. Oh, yeah. And you know what? One thing that I feel like 
allowed us to allow us to win this game the way we did. You look at third down emergency. Uh, we was fifty seven percent on third down. They was eleven percent on third down. You know, so when we did get a chance to get them in third down, we was getting off the field. You know, but sometimes they won't get the third. <laughs> <laughs> the big plays, the big plays, and just getting them out of there. But the fact that once they did get the third down, we was getting off the field. You know, and that was part of the reason why we was able to take this game over. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid performance at times by the defensive line. They were able to get mm-hmm. some pressure on Geno. Um, it's just again, it's that that first set of tackling. But we did see, I think we saw Tyran Matthew get a little bit more physical than we had seen him in previous weeks, too. Knowing mm-hmm. again, he's the Marcus May ain't there. They got some other guys yep. playing safety that maybe aren't as comfortable with the position. He had to step up and he made some some decent plays at times. They're gonna be challenged again, though, this week when they go up against Cincinnati, another team with a lot of explosive players and can make a lot of explosive plays. Yeah, they, they can be challenged, but one thing I, I got a lot of a lot of confidence in our D line, uh, especially going into Cincinnati, uh, an offense that's known to give up a lot of sacks or not just a lot of sacks, maybe not sacks per se, but give a lot of hits on the quarterback. That's true. Uh, you know, so I'm excited about our D-line getting the chance to play against that offensive line. Uh, that's going to help us slow these guys down when it comes to their pass game because they have a dynamic pass game. I don't know if uh, Hudgens is going to play for them or not. Uh, I don't think he played this game. They just played Cincinnati, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't play, that's going to be huge for us. Um uh, I think that one thing that I was worried about when it came to this to the Seahawks was run after the catch by the bigger receiver, uh, Metcalf. And he did get away from us one time uh, with uh, more of a scramble drill, you know, and scoring off of that. But uh, I think that we I think we match up well with with Cincinnati, but we got to get after the quarterback. We have to. We got to make Joe Burrow uncomfortable. Yeah, you. I mean, Burrow leads the NFL since the start of last season in big plays. So that's the thing against, against Cincinnati is the Saints have to eliminate the big play. And that starts by getting pressure on the quarterback with four, not having to send the house to create that pressure. Send four, maybe five, have that be a DB coming from, you know, like they sent JT Gray and he was able to get a sack yesterday. Um, and you do those types of things, but yeah, they can't be sending the house and putting everybody in one-on-one situations against Cincinnati. They got to generate that pressure with four or five at the most. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Uh, like I said, they they do have some dynamic receivers out there, and and even with their running back mixing, he to me he he's not the same type of running back as uh, as Kamara, but he can do a lot of things like Alvin can do, uh, especially when it comes to the screen game, and then running between your tackles. He can get outside. So this running back we are we facing in mixing is a great running back and he can do a lot of different things and he's a veteran. Yeah. I think the thing you're going to look for, we'll get into the more of this later in the week as we understand the injury situation and we start getting more into the game plan. But I think, yeah, that Cincinnati offensive line has shown that it's not the best in the NFL. It can, it'll give them enough. If they give enough, they can make plays. But like you said, they give up a lot of hits um, and they can be, they can give up three and outs. They can be a three and out offense at times if they're not making those big plays. So it's going to be a big thing for the Saints to try to continue. But all you know is right now, it's Monday, and in New Orleans, a Monday after a Saints win, that's all. there's nothing more you can ask for. You two and three, 
And that's a much better feeling than being one and four. Oh, yeah. There's nothing to complain about right now at all. You know, we just need to take this. We understand now how hard it is to win in the NFL. I think we always understood that. Uh, but especially for this team right here, it was tough for us to get to these wins. So when we get to them, we need to celebrate them and, and not complain too much about them. But understand that, look, we got some more work for us to do. But right now, it's time just to be excited about it. We back on the winning on a winning path. Uh, and let's see if we get two in a row. Absolutely. There ain't no perfect sheet. There's no such thing nah. as a perfect game. But you nope. walk away from this with things to build on. The screen game works. We know it, it works. Taysom mm -hmm. Hill getting multiple options. Going back to the Atlanta game, if you give him opportunities in the right doses at the right times, he can be a very effective player. You build on that. You know that with Andy Dalton, just don't turn the ball over. Extend some drives. You can build on that. So, I mean, that's that's huge is to have things that you can come away with confidence with. And I think that's what the Saints have going into the Cincinnati game. But you're absolutely right. Um, you know, today is a good day in the building. You watch your film, whatever, take tomorrow off and then get back at it. And um, I, I, I think that, you know, like you said, just getting off that losing streak, it's only mm -hmm. one win, but it means so much more than that to the players that, like, we don't have to talk about losing no more. We get to talk about mm -hmm. building off of a win. And that, 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 I think that's huge as well. And, and you know what? One, one more thing. It shows that we can win a shootout. You know, our offense has been struggling for a while since the first season, since the first game of the season. Yeah. And for us to get a win like this in a shootout versus a quarterback that's playing at a Pro Bowl level quarterback in Geno. Uh, but for us to, to win a shootout with him, with our backup quarterback, uh, with a, with receivers getting injured, that just shows you what we're capable of, capable of. And the fact that we can do it in that fashion, she also give the offense and the, and, and the defense some confidence that, listen, if we do play a team that's putting up some numbers, we do have the offense firepower to compete with these guys. Absolutely. Um, like It was a crazy game. But uh, a win is a win, and that's all that matters. So uh, for Terrence Cobra, I'm David Grubb. Y'all know how to get at us. Make sure yeah. you follow at Believe in Saints on Twitter. Get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Rate it, subscribe, share it with your peoples, and let them know what's going on with the Saints. And uh, we'll be back again on uh, Friday, so uh, stick with us. TC, you got anything on the way out, my man? Uh, nothing at all, man. Nothing at all. All right, do that. do that. Let's go. Until the next time, y'all be good. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.